0: What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex, Marine Reese, Matt, Bear, Kaczynski. Gentlemen, week three of the NFL season has passed. Week four of the NFL season is upon us. We will get into the week that was and look into the week that is upcoming here on episode number 167. Whoa, whoa. Week four. Hey, so, like. Like we do with each and every show, we start off with our drink of the night, brought to you by String Sports Brewery. And I went ahead to the little bodega that is across the street from my hotel, and lo and behold, they did not have any Miller Lights in the cooler case, but they did
1: have Miller High Life, so that's what I've got tonight. Oh, jeez. Keeping it classy. You know it. It's like Bad Beer Nights from baseball. There was a
0: place um, there was a place I went to um, yesterday in Raleigh um, after I got done with my last meeting, and I walked in there and apparently every Tuesday night, they do dollar fifty Miller high So I was like, okay, this seems like the place I'm going to.
1: Good Lord,
2: I love one spot.
0: Anyway, yeah, it was called Oma- O'Malley's Pub in uh, in
1: Raleigh, D- Raleigh, North Carolina.
2: Okay. I'm pretty
0: so, sure any
1: O'Malley's of any name in that reference is always going to be that kind of place.
0: Yeah, it was your typical typical Irish uh, pub type of place. But not a typical Irish pub type of menu, though, I will say. Cranking out a lot of pizzas in that place, which had me questioning things. But anyway, what do you guys got?
1: Keeping it wild with... Uh... Got a little uh, Budweiser Zero, and uh, I am washing that down with a Peach Bum Lacroix. Keeping it real wild today.
0: He's got two drinks going. What do you got, Alex?
2: Um, I've got one one tall drink here. Question: Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar Hard.
0: Okay, there you go. Okay, those are those are delicious and easy to take down. Yep. Like all right, let's like Let's get into it. Uh, week three NFL scoreboard. Look at what happened and set ourselves up for week four. We'll start off with Thursday night football. 49ers Giants out in the West Coast. Uh, 49ers take this one 30 to 12. Not a whole lot of offense from the Giants with no Saquon Barkley, which is what we expected. Christian McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in 13 straight games. Moving it over to Sunday, Browns, Titans, Browns all over the Titans, 27 to three. The Browns defense seems to be legit Falcons and lions in Detroit. The lions win this one 20 to six. Once again, the lions, no problems moving the ball. The Falcons on the other hand have no passing attack. Saints Packers in the closest game of the weekend. Packers win it 18 to 17. They score all 18 points in the fourth quarter. Derek Carr goes down with an injury for the saints. Uh, they go scoreless in the second half, allow the Packers to come back 18 unanswered in the fourth quarter. Broncos, Dolphins, in what was a Madden game, basically. Dolphins win 70 to 20. Uh, so, like I said, video game score there. Tagovailoa, four touchdowns. Achon two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground. Tyreek Hill, touchdown. Mostert, four touchdowns. You get the picture. Chargers and Vikings in a game that only the Chargers and Vikings could give you. Chargers win it 28-24, get their first win of the season. Herbert, real deal, 405 yards, 3 down 18 catches, 215 yards, and he threw a touchdown. Patriots-Jets in a divisional battle. Patriots win this one 15-10. Once again, Jets offense not providing any kind of help. Bills commanders in the nation's capital. Bills all over, 37-3 to three, to score three fourth-quarter touchdowns to really route the commanders. Texas and Jaguars down at the bank, and I'll be honest, it was a bank robbery. It emptied out at halftime. Texans win 37-17 to 17 over the Jaguars. C.J. Stroud, two touchdowns through the air. Overtime game of the weekend, Colts-Ravens in Baltimore, Colts win 22 to 19 Matt Gay kicked four field goals over 50 yards and Minshew Mania is now in Indianapolis Panthers Seahawks in the great Northwest Seahawks take care of their business 37 27 KW three with two touchdowns on the ground Bears Chiefs in Arrowhead aka the Swifty ball uh, 41 to 10 Chiefs over the Bears this one was never close Cowboys, Cardinals, out in the land of the desert birds. The Cardinals pull off the biggest upset of the season to date. They were 11.5-point dogs. They win 28-16 over America's favorite choke artist. And then Sunday Night Football, Steelers, Raiders, the Steel Curtain, Kenny Pickett, two touchdowns, the Steel Curtain defense, three interceptions of Jimmy G. Steelers win 23-18. And then in our last Monday night doubleheader of the season, thank God, Eagles all over the Bucs down in the uh, Strip Club Capital in Tampa. Eagles win 25-11. to 11. And then in the land of Skyline, Chile, the Bengals win 19-16 over the Rams, a field goal fest in that one. So, boys, we'll get right into it. What is your biggest takeaway from week three?
2: Anything can happen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we you said to that to ask, last week, maybe, but you asked last you, week. we have, we have learned week.
0: anything can happen on any given Sunday.
2: What have we learned? Shout uh, out Al Pacino. Uh, Dag Prescott ain't shit. That's what we've learned. <laughs>
1: That's your biggest takeaway. Yep. All right. What about you, Matt? Uh, some teams are really bad, and some teams are really good. No, um, there's there's a lot of parody in the league this year, man. Holy crap! That's yeah, no, there's only three unbeaten's left. Yeah. Like, that's wild. I mean, look, I know there's probably been some years that are close to that, but it never has felt like it's, hey, these are the three undefeated teams and they're undefeated for a legit reason and then everybody else. Like, uh, to me, it's definitely been more like – like, usually we look at an undefeated team and go, oh, they're going to fall off real hard. I don't know that you can say that about any of undefeated teams. Now, I'm not saying anybody's going undefeated. I'm not saying anybody's even going to probably win 15 games, but – there's not that one team that you're like, hmm. How are they? I mean, the other takeaway too is uh you gotta put it in the record books because you know, somehow the Packers still get a home win, even though they don't have a, a far or a Rodgers led team to open the season. Love kind of lucked into that one, but Well,
0: they got it done when they need to. My biggest takeaway is that the Cleveland Browns can still win without Nick Chubb. Obviously it had to be Seem to be believed. Uh, The defense is legit, and uh, they dominated Tennessee, who's got one of the top rush defenses in the league. So it is a fact, at least a takeaway after week three, that the Browns can still win football games without their best offensive weapon. Now, we're going to try something new before we look into the week four games, boys. We're going to go with a new segment here where we'll have – a statement of the topic, and then you have to give your response or your answer to the uh, to the topic statement. Okay. So this is this is how it'll go. First, the first topic statement is: If you don't know now, now you know.
1: The Jets needed Rogers. <laughs> I mean <laughs> look I'll be in one to a minute. I'm like oh Zach Wilson looks like you matured. Oh my god. And here we are. Alright, so that's so that's you. The
0: Jets are sunk without Aaron Rodgers. Alex, what about you? If you if you don't know, now you know.
2: Oof. Uh- You didn't know now. If you didn't know, then now you know. Brock Purdy is the truth. Oh my god! Of course. All right. Fair point. All
0: right. Fair enough. I mean, Purdy keeps on winning. Three hundred ten yards, two touchdowns. I mean, Giants defense not the worst defense in the league, but uh, clearly haven't been playing the way that they were under Wink Martindale last year, at least to this point in the season. My, uh-huh. mine that I have for if you don't know now you know the Dolphins are going to be a problem.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, I think everybody knows that after this week.
1: Yeah. You know, I watched that game almost in its entirety. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to have to definitely eat some words that I've said in the past. I understand that the way they've played some games, let's not jump it yet. But I'm gonna say it now: Tua looks a lot different. His confidence. Well, I
0: mean, McDaniel has got that offense looking like a fucking Michelangelo painting.
2: I saw. A, I saw a story about him the other day with his uh, his agent. Oh yeah. How, at the top of this dude's resume, his resume, the top of it, his headliner was: I am going to be a Super Bowl winning head coach.
0: <laughs> well, I mean and, listen, it listen. takes confidence to believe, you know, and have uh full belief in what you're doing.
2: The only thing I'm worried about, right? The only thing I'm worried about with what they're doing, A, like I said in the beginning of the season, right? We knew that they were gonna be good so long as Tua stayed healthy.
0: Yep. So that's that is my main concern.
2: And he's, the top he's
0: playing,
2: yeah, he's playing clean placket, he's playing clean football. So like so far they've done what they needed to do to protect him. My my only other concern, and this is kind of the Chip Kelly effect in Oregon, right? Chip Kelly gets to, gets to Oregon. Oregon does really, really well, and the team sputters out in the postseason, right, because they just – they can't – they they've they overworked themselves during the regular season that they got no gas left. So I'm worried that they're going to keep scoring in these high-scoring these high scoring games, even against tough defenses, right, to where they're just going to be so gassed at the end of the season because they've been going 100%. When some weeks, i.e., Denver, they, they, I mean, come on. Did you really, you didn't have to drop 70. You could have put your backup guys and so, got the reps in in the, in, the, in the second half. Yeah. So uh, my only concern is them gass, is gassing themselves at this point.
1: A marathon, not a sprint, but you still got to play to win the game.
2: There's, some, there's, some, good.
1: there's definitely some truth to that because, I mean, you know, sometimes a high powered offense does stall out. Um,
2: they slow down.
1: About watching that game in its almost entirety is I'm not going to say it looks too easy,
2: but – It too easy. Stop it. They they had the four fastest players in the NFL this week. We're all clocking in at 21-plus miles. Plus <laughs> send, send the Dolphins to the Olympics in Paris. Yeah, we're playing a video game, bro. I know, but
1: that's kind of my point. They dropped 70 points in, like, the easiest-looking 70 points, I think, the NFL has clearly ever seen because it's only happened. They had
2: there. 750 yeah. – pl- I don't know what the number exactly was, but it was Remember, over 750 how- yards of total offense.
1: You're not talking about just Tua. You're not talking about just, you know, Tyreek Hill and that. Honestly, Jalen Waddle barely even showed up. It honestly didn't play. It's the ground. The ground attack is literally what is keeping this team as explosive as it is because I don't know if it's gonna be able to be stopped on the ground as easily as people want it to be. Well, McDaniel
0: came from Shanahan's run game scheme, so you knew it was a matter of time before he started to deploy it.
2: You know what I'm thankful for?
1: And freaking De- Devon A-Chain finally goes off, and I had him on my freaking bench because they haven't done shit with him. Well, <laughs> God dang it. If you, do- if you don't know now, you know, right, Matt? <laughs> there we go. I should have used that as mine. Devon yep. A-Chain. I call oh, it. well,
0: our next topic is
1: it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, can oh, I just say it? The giant
2: season? <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to say, I mean, I'm going to make this very short. I don't care what the time the throw or whatever the fuck stat you're gonna throw out. The fact that he the, the offense is so pressured that they can't develop shit because they got nobody to develop anything with right now. It, it's it, it's a problem. Offensively it's schemes poorly, the line is not blocking like it should, there's injuries on the line, like it's bad. So it is what it is, is what you're saying. And the defense ain't showing up or shit either, besides two guys. Yeah. On right, Alex, what what do you got? It is what it is.
2: Vikings got a coaching problem.
0: Vikings have a coaching problem. Vi- Vikings have uh, have lost their uh, lucky rabbit's foot.
2: They got a massive coaching problem. All that talent. You got a quarterback and a wide receiver duo. They're combined for the most friggin' passing and receiving yards by a duo in NFL history this season versus Tua and Tyreek Hill. Oh, and you oh and 3 Yep. Yeah. And they talking about.
1: <laughs> I mean, they've had some Mickey Mouse games and the whole problem We're
2: Talking about trading Kirk Cousins, which is the best quarterback to hit that organization since Brett Favre. Yeah, that's not really happening. Um, <laughs> the
1: I think the biggest thing is they just don't have the magic of the one score game anymore. That's what they. <laughs> uh,
2: not, not many people Alex remember. Played. Brett Favre played for the Vikings, bro. True. Like, um, God, that's a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, Alex called it last year. Like the one score game miracle can't last forever like usually it's not not sustainable when you win 11 one score
0: games 11 and 0 you know you're about to come back to reality
1: here we are i gotta talk i gotta put my foot in my mouth i talked him up a little bit this year so here here's
0: my is what it is bears fans and jets fans your quarterback situation is what it is justin fields and zach wilson are not nfl quarterbacks and guess what it is what it is.
1: Oh, you mean the Jets aren't going to sign Colin Kaepernick?
0: So, well, I mean, the Jets can do whatever they want, but it, like I said, the quarterback situation is what it is. You tried with Fields. You tried with Wilson. Uh, those guys after this season are not going to be the ones saying hike in a regular season football game for those teams anymore. And guess what? It is what it is. Now, our final uh, – Our final subject to comment on before we preview some things in week four, boys. We've already done, if you don't know, now you know. We've done, it is what it is. And our final one is, here's your fraud.
2: (laughs) Um, Oh, I'm not going first. Actually, you should go
1: first. I've gone first each time.
0: I can go first if you want.
2: I'm not going first.
0: I can I can go first if you'd like.
2: Yeah, go uh, for it.
0: Here, go for it. All right. Here's your fraud. The Dallas Cowboys as Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no team that has a legit chance to win the Super Bowl <laughs> goes on the road against a team that you know is not really trying to win football games. As a double-digit point favorite and goes 0-5 in the red zone when it comes to scoring touchdowns. Here's your fraud.
1: I will say one caveat. (coughs) I actually think Arizona is just having fun, and they're actually playing, like, they're going to be competitive. Yeah, they're playing tough, but there's no excuses for Dallas. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, Arizona clearly is not, like, the worst team in the league like we thought they could be. No, that's the Bears. Anyway, who do you boys have as your fraud? I, I mean, I don't want to be the asshole, but, you know, a lot of people were uh, claiming them to be good this year. Bears look pretty miserable. That's well, a pretty, I mean, they,
0: there's no, there's no argument against it. That
1: they're going to win shit. And I there's think no
0: argument against it. The Bears have to be the worst team in the NFL right now.
1: Justin Fields is honestly a fraud at quarterback. We thought Lamar Jackson was bad. So I, I you want to know what I know about Fields? All right, so we've all
0: seen the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt. He plays Billy Bean, the GM of the Oakland A's. And there's the scene where him and Jonah Hill are in the office, and Jonah Hill is showing him the board, and Jonah Hill goes down and you know breaks down the board with Chad Bradford. And all I can picture is Jonah Hill going this is Justin Fields. He's got all the athleticism of a running back. He's got the size of a linebacker. He runs like a wide receiver. His only default is that in 1904 they invented the forward pass.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I mean that's that. I mean that's it right there.
1: I, I yeah, I, I like so there that. There you go.
0: So Matt's fraud is Justin Fields as a quarterback who. You know the comparisons are going to start coming out, boys, between Fields and another Ohio State quarterback that was athletic and big and fast and not good enough to play quarterback in the NFL, and he went to receiver and became decent. Terrell Pryor. (laughs) Huh. Yep. Anyway, I digress. Alex, who is your fraud?
2: Brandon Staley.
0: Yeah, Staley is a fraud of a quarterback. The, the Chargers win in spite of Staley, not because of Staley.
2: Yep. Staley
0: is the biggest fraud head coach in the NFL. He's a dead man walking, and it's the reason why I don't have any faith in the team is because I can't trust the coach. We've got probably the second or the third best quarterback in the league right now, and... Mm-hmm the head coach is holding back the team, but I agree. Brandon Staley. Here's your fraud. Yep. All right, boys. Let's, uh, let's switch it over to week four. Let's go. Uh, our picks last week as a group, we were hot. We went seven and two, uh, Alex hit all three. He had the under in the Rams bangles. He had the bills cover the six and a half. He had the Eagles cover the four and a half, Matt. You went two and three. Obviously you got hosed by that Jaguars game, but your dolphins, <laughs> covered the six and a half. Your Lions covered the three and a half. Uh, I also went two and three. I got hosed with that Ravens game. I also had that Lions cover and I had the under in the Bills and uh, Washington game. So we went seven and two as a show that bumped us up to 14 and 20 on the season. So we're still six units uh, to the down, but we can get ourselves back on track with maybe another big week. So what are the three plays that you like this week, week four?
2: Wait, wait, you said I'm, I'm I was three for three last week? Yeah, you went three for three, and three for three in week one. Yep. And one for three in week two. Uh, yep. Boomer bust. Oh, Boomer bust. All right, man. no, no. week
0: two. Week two, you did not have any because or you went zero two and one because you had a push.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm still fire. Yeah, I mean you've
0: hit uh, what six out of eight technically. Yep. yep. All right, so week four, what do you boys like?
1: Um, call me crazy. I know the team's been really good, but we just talked about how hot this one team is. Okay. I like the Dolphins covered to cover the three. I think it's going to be a close game if not they win. All right, Miami
0: minus the three on the road against Buffalo and Bills Mafia. Wow. What are your other two you like?
1: You say minus three? Yeah.
0: Or plus to three, plus to three. I say, yeah, no, give me plus three. Um, yes. Dolphins plus the three against Bills Mafia. I probably alluded to this
1: one a little bit already. Um, call me crazy. Okay. I think Arizona covers the 14. Yeah, I mean, that's the
0: biggest spread of the weekend so far is Arizona against San Francisco. But you're I, taking the Cardinals plus the 14.
1: I, I think they covered a spread. I think it's going to be barely. Like, I think, you know. San Francisco's win by like 13, but, you know, we'll see. That could be All a right. playoff one, but I'm going with it. And what's your third play? And I'm sorry, I don't see how this is not going to happen. I I think the Chiefs are going to dog walk the Jets, and I think they're going to go over at 42 and a half. All right, so you like, the,
0: you like Kansas City and the New York Jets game to go on the over 42 and a half. I will not be surprised if the Chiefs, come close to covering the over by themselves
1: that's what i'm getting at
0: all right so matt likes dolphins plus three cardinals plus 14 the over 42 and a half in kansas city and new york alex what three do you like
2: uh yeah uh thanks mike i appreciate you tossing the the mic over this way mike um (laughs) i like the four and a half point spread minnesota over carolina panthers Okay, so you like
0: laying the four with uh, Minnesota. Right now it's it's Minnesota minus the four
2: Yep, on the road against Carolina. Very nice. I know I just talked some mad shit about them, but I think that they can pull this win off against the Panthers, so I like that. Well,
0: if they don't win this one, Minnesota may not win for another couple of weeks.
2: Oh, yeah, they're not going to have a head coach if they don't win this one, so uh, this is a must-win game for them at week four. Um, I like the – Cleveland Browns over the Baltimore Ravens in a pick'em.
0: Very nice. So, Cleveland right now sitting at two-and-a-half point home favorites. Yep. I, I think the Ravens are going to be struggling on defense. I think the Browns' defense is legit. I like that pick.
2: And then I got a I got a twofer. I got a twofer on, on this one. Okay. I like the under 45-and-a-half on Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears, and I like – Denver to win the game.
0: All right, so you would do same game parlay, but you like the under in the Bears and Broncos game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know who's going to score points in that one. To be honest with
2: you. The problem is they have to score points. If if, If Sean Payton is is taking the worst team in the NFL last year, the Denver Broncos, and can't turn them around to winners against the worst team in the NFL, the Chicago Bears in week four, that man should never say another word again to media, ever again. Just don't I, ever talk about sports. I think that's fair. But we say Sean Payton. That's what's happened.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Sean Payton's got to get some respect he be, back.
1: He might be the biggest fraud so far, actually. I should change mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, well, you can wait and you can you Thank can wait again until next week's show, and, and we'll see who your fraud is after next week. The three picks that I'm going with is uh, I like the Bengals minus two and a half against the uh, the Titans. You can't run the ball against Tennessee, which is fine because Cincinnati doesn't really run the ball anyway. You got to be able to throw it. Cincinnati can do that, and their defense is good enough. I don't trust the Titans offense to do anything explosive. I also like the Patriots getting six and a half against dallas i, like that I think team. that the patriots defense is going to just cause more headaches for the cowboys um they're not the greatest team on offense but i think the defense is going to make it uh make it a much closer game so i like the patriots plus the six and a half there. and then i'm going under 46 and a half in the rams and colts game i think both defenses are going to lead the charge there uh could be a field goal fest um, right now, the Colts are one and a half point home favorites, but I like the under forty-six and a half in the Colts and Rams.
2: So, there's there's uh, a concern in uh, in Dallas about uh, the the Patriots game, from what I'm reading.
0: Yeah, I think that the Cowboys are concerned that uh, Will Greer and Ezekiel Elliott you know a lot about what the Cowboys like to do on offense, and yep. I think that the Patriots and Bill Belichick are going to use that to their advantage when it comes to the defensive scheme, which is why I like the Patriots plus
2: the six and a half. It's absolutely a Belichick move. Let me draft them. Let me let me go and sign one of your practice squad players to my team the week I gotta play you so I can get your ends. I, that's that's genius. listen,
0: some people play chess when others are playing checkers. Man is a genius. There we go. All right so we've got Alex with Minnesota minus the four Cleveland minus the two and a half and then the under 46 with Denver and Chicago. Matt's got the Dolphins plus the three the Cardinals plus the 14 and the over 42-and-a-half in Kansas City and New York Jets. I've got the Bengals laying the two and a half, the Patriots plus 6-and-a-hook, and the under 46-and-a-half in the Rams and the Colts. Now, week four, boys, some interesting matchups. Which game are you, besides the Giants game on Monday night, which we'll get into breaking that one down a little bit, but besides that one, which game are you looking forward to the most that you're going to be locked in
1: on? Uh, Probably Dolphins-Bills, because I live down here, and that's going to be all I'm going to really probably get. Um, Yeah, that's probably the marquee matchup of the week, I would say, no? No. I think so. Um, I agree with Alex and you guys having some eyeballs. I mean, if I can find a way to pay attention and or watch, I I would definitely love to watch Bill Belichick versus the Dallas Cowboys, because, again, not checkers. Um, Yeah. That's a solid matchup. Uh, I mean, for the sheer entertainment value of just maybe how bad it could be, it might be entertaining to check in on Denver at Chicago. Like, <laughs> to see how inept the offenses are. Although, I'm going to say one caveat, one thing. The reason why I decided the Dolphins are sustainable right now is what they did to the Denver Broncos. I'm not saying that the Bears have anything close to a rushing attack like that, but they then again have a rushing quarterback. So, well, they might it, have it, to it, use him. If they get him going, as what he did last year, you never know. The Bears could end up hanging up some points, and Denver looking real miserable. And I will laugh. No offense, to any of my Denver fans, uh, you know, fans, but yeah, No offense, Hutch. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Alex.
0: What, uh, what game? What game or games are you going to be locked in on, uh, or looking forward to the most?
2: Well, since I'll be watching the games at your house, uh, I'll be watching the fucking Chargers and. Uh, Fucking, fucking Raiders game. We will be locked into that one. Um, I think the other <laughs> one that I kind of want us to peek in on and, and bounce around to, definitely the Patriots-Dallas game. That's a 425. It is. Uh, um, so we can, we can have that one on the other TV. But the 1 o'clock games, um, Washington-Philly I want to take a look at because yes. obviously division. Division game, yeah. Um, I already touched base on the Belichick-New uh, England game. I think that's going to be a good one. But I'm going to be locked in. Um, if it's not on the TV, it's going to be on my phone. I'm going to be swapping between Ravens-Browns and Minnesota and Carolina.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Minnesota-Carolina, battle of two teams that have yet to win, right? And then, obviously, Ravens-Browns, a big divisional matchup in the AFC North. That's great. I I think, for me, that one, that Ravens-Browns game is of note. Uh, Also, Dolphins-Bills, I think those two... Good, good um,
2: matchups this weekend,
0: yeah. There's there's good matchups, you know. I think, uh, involving potential playoff teams down the road, I think Ravens and Browns have some staying power, obviously, divisional uh, matchup, Dolphins Bills with some staying power, obviously, some a divisional matchup, you know. Maybe, just maybe, um, you know, the Bengals start to right the ship, and they show us that uh, they they can be a 12-13 win team like they've been the last couple of years. I think their game against the Titans and how Joe Burrow looks is a uh, is a big indicator there.
2: I need I need the Tennessee Titans to lose this game so that my prediction of Mike Vrabel getting fired by by friggin', what was it week six or week eight.
0: I think you had the halfway point.
2: Yeah, so week eight. I need that. To, I need I need them to lose this game so that homeboy's oh gone. Yeah. So,
0: Matt, as you called out, you're at 1 o'clock on CBS. You, as well as everybody else in the state outside of the Tampa market, will be getting the Miami-Buffalo game. Uh, we will as well up in Jacksonville. And then we will all be getting the Bucks and Saints game as the Fox 1 o'clock game. We've yeah, got our first easy. London game, the which is the Falcons and – the Jaguars, uh, so that one is your nine thirty in the morning, ESPN yeah. Plus, A little breakfast yeah. action, you know, A little, little ESPN breakfast. Plus breakfast action, and then the uh, the late slate. Everybody fucking east of Las Vegas is getting Cowboys Patriots, so we'll have that one on um, the antenna TV while we have the Chargers game on the Sunday tickets. So Alex will be able to watch. Uh, The Chargers game and that Cowboys Patriots game like he alluded to. Now, boys, let's just get right into it because it's it's a um, it's a make or break type of game, or at least it has that feel. Monday Night Football Seahawks Giants in the Meadowlands. Right now, the line sits Giants minus one and a half over under 47 and a half. Geno Smith coming back to uh, play against his former team Seahawks run game. Dominant Giants run defense hasn't been up to par. That'll be a big storyline in the game. Uh, what are your keys to victory in this Seahawks-Giants game?
1: Uh, the key is definitely going to be we, we're, we're going to need – I mean, Dexter Lawrence I should have included if there's three players on defense. I mean, he hasn't been amazing, but he's at least done – he's done his job. Um, he, they're going to have to push around him, and they've got to get some pressure. They did last week. Um, Purdy was definitely moving around. It wasn't like he was just, you know, picking it apart. Um, But that defense thrives when that pass attack can – when that pass rush can get to the quarterback and force throws that are a little more errant because that's when they can take advantage of, you know, pass deflections and picks. Um, It's where the coverage can thrive because, you know, you got some young guys there. Um, You know, I'm interested to see how Michael McFadden continues – um, he may be a diamond in a rough type player that the Giants have, which I'm excited to see what he can do and maybe to help bolster the run, um, you know, run attack from Seattle. They gotta stay down and stay in their assignments on the run, um, or it could get real ugly on the ground. Uh, and then one other thing for the offense, you've got to find a way. And I know everybody's gonna bitch, oh well, he's got pressure in to- it. That's fantastic. Move his fucking ass out of the pocket and find a way to throw the ball past 15 yards. It can work. We've seen it work. Let's please actually fucking do it. Stop stalling the offense because you think that you have to do this because you think that they're going to do that because of who you don't have on the field. Play with what you have and take a couple of shots. I would rather Daniel Jones throw a fucking pick 30, 35 yards down the field trying to take a shot than him having another errant fucking pass that bounces off somebody's hands at, you know, five yards from line of scrimmage. Just take some shots. Give Jalen Hyatt needs more than one target. That's criminal that he had one target. Like, I don't care what the pass attack is from the Seahawks. Move him out of the pocket. Roll him out. He is athletic. He can pass on a run. We've seen it. Just fucking do it. Every other team finds ways to play to the advantage of whatever it is that they have, even if it is not ideal in terms of, you know, full force, like Barkley's not there. We know that. We all got that to still push the ball upfield. You can find a way to do it. Alex, what are your keys
0: to victory here in this Seahawks-Giants game?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'm that emotionally driven about this game. Um Keys to the game, Uh, New York has to score points. Uh, They're going up against a team that last year was top 10 in scoring this year. Not so much, but they're getting their kinks worked out, and they're scoring more points every week. So key to the game, you got to score more points, I think, on the Giants' side. Defense, we know they can stop them. We've seen them show out when they needed to, especially against Arizona, but I still think that was just because Arizona wanted to tank.
1: Um, got up for three quarters against 49ers. Seattle,
2: Seattle's key to the game. Uh, their defense has been a little suspect to me recently. Um, they've given up more points than they need to. So, I think 12th man needs to step up in New York. And if they can get that done, then they're going to absolutely decimate my team. In which case, oh, I just will. Oh. In which case,
0: uh, it'll be it is what it is.
2: Yeah, it'll be that'll be my it, it is what it is for next week. Um. I
0: think um, I think that because the Giants know that they've struggled against the run on defense, and they know that Seattle wants to run the ball. I think Wink is not necessarily going to sell out to the stopping the run, but I think that they're going to make sure that the run, that the running game is not what wins the game for Seattle. I think they're going to force Geno Smith to have to be the reason why. Seattle wins the game. And then on the opposite side, um, there's no Saquon Barkley potentially again, as we all know. Yep. And um, the the Seahawks defense has not been good defending the run. The Giants need to use the designed run play and, and establish the six-back offense and let Jones run the ball a little bit more on the design run. Uh, we know that the running back situation without Barkley is – pretty dire so let jones be your best runner and like matt said offer that read option and design run let jones throw the ball down the field who the fuck cares like matt said if it's a pick it's a punt who cares so i think that's what they got to do we'll see how uh we'll see how it shakes out now a couple other ones of note uh some teams that you think need to bounce back Uh, The Jaguars and the Falcons in London, I mean, this is a Calvin Ridley revenge game against his former team. The Jaguars got embarrassed at the bank. The Falcons do not throw the ball well. All they can do is run it, and if they can't run it, they can't win. The Jaguars do not rush the passer. I think the difference in this game, Jacksonville has to figure out the pass rush, make Desmond Ritter um, ineffective, and that way they can make the Falcons – Completely one-dimensional. If they can stop the run and they can pressure Ritter, I think the Jaguars can bounce back and handle this one no problem. But we did see last week that the Jaguars right now are not a good football team, so they kind of got to prove it, I think, to everybody, especially their fan base, that they can get back on track. We'll see if they bounce back. As far as another bounce-back team, the Saints. They How are they going to look now with Derek Carr out? Jameis Winston's in Jameis Winston revenge game against his old team, the Buccaneers it's in the big easy, but is the saints offense, you know, still able to generate points with Winston not turning the ball over. We saw what the bucks kind of are against Philadelphia. I think that's kind of what the bucks are. Obviously this being a divisional matchup, these teams always tend to play tight. So it will be interesting to see a, how the saints bounce back from blowing, a 17-point fourth-quarter lead, and B, what they look like with Jameis Winston being the full-time starting quarterback. And then the third one, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit already, but how did the Cowboys bounce back? We think Bill Belichick's going to be playing chess while the Cowboys are playing checkers. Do the Cowboys bounce back and take care of business? I'm not so sure. I don't think you boys are sold on Dallas either, but we got to wait and see kind of how they bounce back after an embarrassing loss. And then the final one, Matt touched on it a little bit. I mean, it, it's got boring written all over it, but could be semi-interesting because both teams absolutely stink. That's Broncos-Bears in the Windy City. It might be worth just following uh, just to see who's the worst of the worst. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Once again, though, a lot of compelling storylines you know, there's going to be still two teams that are winless after this week. Minnesota and Carolina both haven't gotten a win yet. Denver and Chicago both haven't gotten a win yet. They're still they going to play be two- each other. Yeah, and they both play each other, right? So some team's going to get its first win. Some team is still going to be winless. The undefeated teams, obviously right now, the Dolphins, the 49ers yeah. and the Eagles. The Dolphins will be in the biggest fight, I would say. I, I would say that 49ers against the Cardinals, and then um, obviously the Eagles against the Commanders. Maybe they've got an easier matchup, but still three undefeateds trying to keep that streak going as well. The Thursday night game, divisional matchup, Lions-Packers. Uh, I think this one is going to sh- really show us who the NFC North uh, team to beat is. That would be the Motor City Dan Campbell's. Yeah, Charlie. I <laughs> – did you see the quote from the press conference that Dan Campbell had?
2: I didn't see that one yet. All right,
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase it, but basically, Dan Campbell says, in order to st- in order to stay motivated, this is what his morning routine is. Right? He wakes up. He works out. He eats breakfast. He puts a picture of the opposing coach on his wall makes love to his wife and he, if he can still finish while looking at the ugly son of a bitch on the wall he knows he's ready to coach
2: oh, I've got to be <laughs> that tire
0: Dan Campbell is cut from a different type of cloth it's Dan Campbell.
2: Dan Campbell's a New York giant buddy
0: <laughs> this guy comes up with some great stuff Broke. I'm sure you can, fo- you can follow the, or you can find the full quote on Twitter. I'm just paraphrasing it, but basically he's trying to. Oh, he it gets even better. He goes, he he got into like what exactly his breakfast is. He goes, I wake up and I eat eleven ostrich eggs because of the um the. He goes, it's a primal source of protein, and he goes, and if I can handle dino protein. I'm going to be that much stronger than you mentally. And I'm like, this guy, this guy is great. He's he's a great sound bit. If you haven't seen the full quote or if you haven't watched the press conference, you can find it on YouTube or Twitter. But he's awesome. I like the Detroit Lions in that game. They're one and a half point favorites uh, going into Lambeau Field. The Packers are not a home underdog very often. So we'll see. But it's going to be a good Thursday night football yeah. game nonetheless. So
1: I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to have a nice so, Thursday night showing.
0: Well, and the Packers are going to be without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins on their offensive line. We don't play Christian Watson at wide receiver, still out. The Pack, Devondre Campbell, their all poor linebacker, is going to be out. Like the Packers are fucking missing some big time pieces, and you know the Lions are going to be ready to
1: hunt. I mean, I think they got gifted a victory personally, basically. So well, I
0: mean, you take any W you can get in the NFL because they're tough, but huh. no doubt the lions are definitely uh, primed for this Thursday night game. No pun intended for Amazon prime, unless you want to sponsor our podcast. But that being said, it's going to be a good week for you've got our picks that we like. Uh, there's going to be plenty of stories for us to dive into on next week's show, uh, which we will obviously enjoy bringing to you. So for myself, And Matt and Alex, it's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time. And we'll see you next week.